Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. This is the kind of math that I am not here to participate in. And I don't even mean the new math that kids are taught these days that makes no sense to people in my generation. Uh, but people in my generation know Christmas Vacation. And in Christmas Vacation, the National Lampoon's movie, Clark W. Griswold III, uh, he finds himself an old home movie, a film reel from 1955, you know, labeled and everything with a little piece of masking tape. Uh, it seems so ancient, so distant, fuzzy memories of a time gone by. Cannot touch it anymore. It's intangible, but, but beautiful memories. Uh, well, the movie takes place in 1989, making the gap between that and 1955 34 years, which is exactly how long it's been since 1989. And if that doesn't make anyone in my generation feel old, I also just found out about this. December 3rd is the date. Uh, just know that n next time, uh, sorry, this time next year, the original PlayStation will be turning 30. Just turned 29 yesterday. Every weekday morning, just about quarter to eight, we'd like to get into some music news headlines. Unfortunately, some sad ones uh, for today. Uh, we, of course, just were talking about the loss of Miles Goodwin, who is the was the frontman of April Wine. Unfortunately, he passed away yesterday at the age of 75. No details about uh, cause of death or, or funeral uh, situation uh, discussed, uh, nor will it be. Uh, the family, as well as the members of the band, uh, surviving. Uh, have all said that that's that's all. We're going to respect it and we're going to let him rest in peace. We also, of course, just off of the, the, the back of another loss in music, Shane McGowan, uh, who was, of course, a member of the Pogues and was, uh, you know, an Irish poet who made it to the age of 65. Uh, has been remembered greatly uh, by his countrymen as well as family members and fans. Uh, Siobhan uh, McGowan was talking to a magazine, Hot Press Magazine, about the fairy tale of New York, which is a song that's absolutely going to hit a little bit different this year, saying it captured what Christmas was like for a lot of people. She says, what a song. The orchestration, the pathos, the beauty, the anger. It is such a beautiful song. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast, Podcast. from 100.5 Cruise FM. Ah, uh, starting to see the first rays of sunlight, which is fantastic. Hoping it's going to be a beautiful day today. Uh, on the weekend, our Wood Buffalo Christmas tree now lit up looking so good. And the whole of Keon Park, really. It looks so lit up and festive for our uh, long stretches of winter dark. Just uh, just driving by it just last night. Me and my significant other going, wow! Wow, look at that! Uh, tree lighting and teepee lighting downtown ahead of the Santa Claus Parade looked so great on Saturday. Uh, the pressure... Though, I mean, you know, kind of across the country, it's off, isn't it, this year? The pressure's gone, thanks to Aurelia Ontario's tree lighting debacle. Uh, if you're not aware, they had their tree lighting ceremony back in November, and due to the annual pick uh, for town tree, uh, it's aging and beginning to die, unfortunately. The usual tree that is all lit up for holidays. The choice was made this year to only wrap lights around the trunk. Not the branches, not that that was really communicated with anybody ahead of time. And uh, that all results in a collective group of people gathering for the tree lighting ceremony sounding like this. Yeah. 
<laughs> is that it? No. Uh, you could hear it. You could hear the moment when everyone's like, yeah, ooh, and then the wind in the sails gone. That audio from footage captured by a man named Joel Redmond. Uh, the event made it to Jimmy Fallon's show across the continent, across the planet. Yeah, pressure's definitely off. Hey, uh, Aurelia, have you ever heard of like projection lights? You know, the kind that gets sold on the Instagram ads every day of all year long? They're available. Look into it. Making some headway on the holiday movie advent calendar. For today, Candy Cane Lane is the one. Now, this is untested, okay? This is a brand new one. Eddie Murphy in a, I think it's Amazon Prime original. Eh, maybe another streaming platform. Who cares? Uh, if you want to go and check it out, I will be today and uh, giving it a test. It's another one of these... Hey, why aren't you decorating the your your house as much as we want you to? Kind of movie. There's been so many of those. Christmas with the cranks, maybe at the four. But uh, yeah, Candy Cane Lane, brand new one. Uh, however, I got a call from Ryan Rockstar Miller. He says that I might have missed one for this year's Advent Calendar list. Have you ever seen Santa's Sleigh? S L A Y. No, no, I haven't seen that one. I've seen. Uh, I think I've seen the cover. Like it's got a creepy kind of Santa Claus kind of character on it. No, that one has not yeah, made it in yet. It's pretty good. Like it had friend friend dresser like the the nanny. And- yeah. Chris, yeah, and uh, what was his name? Uh, Corky Romano. Um, Chris Catan. Oh, Catan, yeah, yeah. I'll be a big Catan oh, yeah. fan. It's just about Santa made a deal and he had to give presents for a thousand years, and now he's at the point where it's like his deal was over, so now he can go back to being like evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's done his like penance <laughs> yeah, or whatever. That sounds awesome. I got to see Chris Catan in West Edmonton Mall. He filmed a, a movie called Christmas in Wonderland, so I got to like see him in there, and then I was with somebody, uh, like my girlfriend and her mom at the time mom was like oh my god that's jimmy fallon and i was like okay we gotta leave we gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah oh yeah i remember that christmas wonderland movie that's uh pretty rough tuesday happy holidays to you we're all we're, we're right there we're right in the thick of it and you're probably inundated in certain areas anytime you're shopping or or uh, you know hitting the store at all uh, you're hitting hearing christmas music and uh, the queen of christmas music for 2023 not Mariah Carey. No, uh, not currently, not right now. She's number two, and really close, of course. She's doing fine. But Brenda Lee, actually. Brenda Lee, rocking around the Christmas tree, has reached number one for the first time 65 years after it was released. Why? Uh, well, it's kind of sort of had a re-release. As she put out a new music video for it and everything. And uh, it's uh, you know a, a crazy thing that she was 13 years old when that song was recorded in 1958. She's now 78, and that also makes her the oldest female artist to have a Billboard Hot 100 number one. Her third number one in her entire career. Pretty fantastic. I think that's worth celebrating. It totally is a fun thing. Uh, you know, I'm like, take that, Mariah. Uh, it's fine. You know, she, she could take a year off or she might hit number one before the Christmas season is all over. We know that song. We love that song. But I've always had a soft spot for the rocking around the Christmas tree, the Brenda Lee version, I, I, probably because I grew up with Home Alone. That movie came out in 1990. I was like four. <laughs> you know, it's been ingrained in me. So I'm, you know, happy for her celebrating. And uh, big congratulations to the writer as well, because, you know, she was at the tender age of 13 singing that. Uh, she didn't write it. It was written by a guy named Johnny Marks, who, uh, fun fact, a Jewish American guy who actually also wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and A Holly Jolly Christmas. I was today years old when I learned something about Christmas lights. I don't know about this one. So today... This morning, I have discovered what I think perhaps many uh, people already know. Uh, That is that the extra red-tipped bulb that comes with your Christmas string lights, 
apparently isn't just a weird spare that I've, you know, literally never used because I'm like, well, it's going to look red in my string of lights that are not red. Uh, so I've never really used it, but thought, okay, well, good. We have, like, I mean, uh, probably a little handful in a little box or jar or something just because you, why, why would you throw them out? Uh, no, it's not a spare. It just makes the whole string flicker on and off. Apparently. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Was this common knowledge? Is this on the instructions somewhere? I've never heard of this before today. I'm honestly still a little bit skeptical, and the reason I am is because online advice actually says, hey, let the bulbs warm up a bit before the effect happens. So I feel like I'm just going to be a heel standing there staring at the lights going, come on, come on, do the thing. Do the thing. When you can just buy the kind that has a button on them that changes between like eight different settings, you know? Seems weird, but I, I guess it's old school. Yeah, I'm a little skeptical. I still want to buy a brand new set of string lights just to test it out. Maybe two or three. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Red Hot Chili Peppers have announced a tour. They're going to be going on tour in 2024. Tickets are going to go on sale this week. Only one Canadian stop, though, Toronto so far. Heads up. Speaking of on tour, or rather not anymore, Kiss has had their final show at Madison Square Garden ever um, but as themselves, as physical performers in the actual space, because they also announced that they will be touring forever as the, you know, like the ABBA avatars, but the KISS versions. Makeup and all, I'm sure. <laughs> so I guess we have that to look forward to in the somewhat nearish future. Speaking of people going on stage, huge Cruel World Festival in Pasadena, California in 2024 has added some huge names. Duran Duran, Simple Minds, Placebo, Soft Cell, Blondie, and a whole lot more. Uh, that would be an amazing time. But of course, a little distant as well. Not quite as far away, but still way down south from us uh, in Vegas. Who's going to be following up you two at the infamous Vegas Sphere for a, uh, a residency? Four-night stay by none other than Fish with a PH. Was not expecting that, but also, that'd be a really cool show. How's it going? How's the run on sugar happening? Uh, it seems like it it exists for some and it doesn't for others in a weird way. It's just some people just don't seem to be aware of it whatsoever, that there is a sugar shortage. And that's all due to a strike that's happening at a, uh, a sugar manufacturing, uh, a processing plant that basically supplies all of Western Canada. Uh, and, and maybe it's not even ongoing anymore. Don't quote me. Uh, it was, though. It was affecting things. People are showing off those giant bags at Costco being like, they're in stock. Run. Uh, and other people going, Re what? Really? I, get, I got sugar. I found sugar on the shelf. Uh, it, it can be found. It's not like it's gone completely, and I don't think people are really just clearing the shelves just for the sake of it. I mean, what do you do? What do you do with bags and bags of sugar? They just kind of sit there. You don't need it that often. Uh, but I do think that it's funny that we're at the point when people are starting to think about that and kind of considering things. I, it occurred to me that if it really gets bad, I think we're all going to be just ordering those like take-home carafes of coffee from a spot or another, because then you get a whole bunch of those little sugar packets. Those are going to be like gold in the post-apocalyptic future. Wednesday. You know, for something stylish under the tree for yourself from a from a loved one when it comes to the holidays, or, you know, you try to do the, uh, the same for others. Get them something a little sweet. It is shopping season at its peak into early December. And I don't know what it is about this time of year, but I always get a little bit, like, nostalgic. I always think back to the days when I was growing up and being brought around shopping with my folks for the holidays. 
You can't leave the kids home, right? <laughs> Even though you're shopping maybe for them. Uh, and I remember uh, growing up in Fort McMurray, uh, the, 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 the different vibes that you had from the mall back then. Going to the mall was a whole scenario. First of all, everything was that sort of like yellow color. Like everything that <laughs> you looked at had a yellow tinge to it. I don't mean just the photos looking like that. I re- vividly remember in my memory. People talk about the 80s being so colorful. Sure, yeah, there was a lot of neons. Yeah, that was happening. But mostly everything was drab yellow, uh, including all of the wood paneling everywhere that was in the mall when I was growing up. And uh, stores that you don't even remember, like like Agnew. <laughs> I remember that vividly. I don't remember what they sold exactly, but uh, what memories do you have from when you were you're grown up, being brought around, doing the holiday shopping, and, uh, and remembering the different looks, the different vibes, the different... Just everything that was going on back then. I ran 100.5 Cruise FM. That song was actually featured years ago in one of the trailers for Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And just yesterday, uh, the well, the day before really is when it was actually released, was the uh, new trailer for GTA 6, which is returning to Vice City and features Tom Petty's Love is a Long Road as the, uh, the, the the song taking you through the entire trailer. Well, that has now made a huge spike in listenership for Tom Petty appear. Uh, the data from Spotify has been revealed saying that there has been an increase of 36,979% since last week before the trailer. Wild. There's a bit of audio that's going to be released from the very first studio session that Michael Jackson ever took part in. He and his brothers of the Jackson 5 were in Chicago 56 years ago at Wonderful Studios. They walked in for the very first time, July 13th, 1967. They produced a song uh, that was called Big Boy, and this is the very first time that Michael Jackson's voice was put on tape. It has been confirmed. It's going to be coming out as an open edition and limited edition package in the nearest future. If super fans Keep your eyes out for that. And unfortunately, we end off with some news of a death in the uh, rock and roll music world. Denny Lane, who was uh, a founding member of Wings as well as the frontman of Moody Blues. He passed away yesterday. Interstitial lung disease was the cause of death, and several people, including Sir Paul McCartney, have been reaching out with tributes to the lost musician. It's hard to believe anything that you see online or, you know, honestly, even in person nowadays. This question marks. Is that AI I'm looking at with my bare eyes? There's a study that just came out where 2,000 people were surveyed, split between generations, and uh, between everybody's input, they said that people in general only believe that 37% of the content on social media that they see is real, meaning that it's free from edits or filters or Photoshop. Of course, there's deep fakes, there's AI everything nowadays, and that's making it hard to tell the difference between things. They did say that three quarters of people can't tell what's real and fake. Their targeted ads, influencer content, all making people question mark things on the internet, and about half of us find ourselves questioning things daily on whether it's legitimate or not. It's tough. Your brain isn't meant to be discerning this much real from fake on a daily basis. It's tough. Because everybody is all clambering to to make it seem like it's real, but you know, it's not. Not all of it. We believe only 37% of social media content is real. I'm real. You can totally believe me. Now click my affiliate links. <laughs> you know what the craziest part is? To get that uh, text-to-speech tool, I had to click the little box that said, confirm you're not a robot. The irony. Thursday. One thing you don't want to happen is to have your data get leaked all over the internet. 
does happen. And unfortunately, uh, big news coming from 23andMe. Uh, a data breach that they had originally reported as being uh, kind of negligible. Way worse than they originally thought. Uh, and it's apparently to do with one of their own features. The DNA relatives function apparently allows anybody who opts in automatically to share. Uh, you don't opt in automatically, but once you do, it automatically shares data with others in your family tree. And so, you know, if bad actors get a hold of someone in your family tree's uh, login information, they might be able to get some details from you. Originally, it was reported as 14,000 users had been affected by it. That ballooned into 6.9 million, million. TechCrunch reported this just this week. Holy cow, what did they get? Well, sometimes name, birth year, relationships, ancestry report, self-reported location. Not great. Not great at all. Uh, <laughs> it's bad. And, uh, you know, especially so because, well, data leaks, they can happen all the time. Uh, your personal information is bought and sold through data brokers every single day. It feels like check the terms and conditions on everything. This is a set of data based on your DNA. That feels scarier somehow. You know, like now you've got an entire army of clone yous to worry about. And now the actual army is stepping in. You know, it's a total mess. Thank you, General. That's a big relief. The horde is almost dead. There's still some writhing and twitching, but that should stop by morning. Some losses of jobs in the music streaming world. Uh, now, less so than we just heard about from Spotify. Uh, they're saying down about 17% of the workforce uh, looking to save some, some uh, overhead costs. That is thought to be about 1,500 jobs. Now, Tidal, much smaller group of people working there, but still, they said about 10% of their uh, staff getting laid off, equaling about 40 members. Uh, and uh, just signs of the December times seems to be the season of people being laid off, which is incredibly unfortunate. Uh, Tom Waits in the news, as he's made a public appearance, he doesn't do that too often, but it was actually in a moment to honor actor Nicolas Cage, who apparently uh, Tom Waits has known uh, for quite some time, or at least did know when they were teenagers. And, you know, I don't know if they've kept up the relationship or anything like that, but still, it's a touchstone back into time, and apparently his participation prompted big, big reactions from those who were there. Uh, according to a report from the San Francisco Chronicle, gasps and wild applause followed. I'm not surprised by that at all. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Ryan Reynolds, Canadian treasure, uh, an absolute gem. Uh, he's got a request. He's saying surprises are part of the magic of theatrical movies. It's important for us to shoot the new Deadpool film in real natural environments, practical effects. Telephoto lens continue to just absolutely spoil surprises and create a difficult situation for everyone. He's basically saying, anybody with them zoom lenses nearby set, posting that stuff all over the internet and leaking things, let me maybe cut it out. And he does go on to say that, you know, this is absolutely in the uh, good problems bucket. They're not real world issues, but surprises are absolutely part of the magic. I truly believe that. Uh, you know, if you want to get spoiled by something, you can absolutely look it up. But intentionally spoiling pop culture moments is the equivalent of not putting your shopping cart back. Low stakes, non-existent consequences, but it speaks to a deep selfishness, and I will immediately and harshly judge anybody I see doing it, whether online or in the Superstore parking lot downtown. Friday. You're trying not to spend too much money, but you want to take care of people. How much do you spend on a Christmas gift? I'm sure we'd all love to ignore the budget and splurge a lot more on surprising our people. Yes, of course, and obviously, 
It's not about the number at the bottom of the receipt. It's about the thought that you put into finding or creating something specifically for someone else. It's about that little bit of caring effort. You know? And price limits on gift exchanges are pretty customary, even if that one person never sticks to it. That helps. But for a family member, a dear friend, a loved one, a partner, whatever, as you're hopping from shop to shop across Fort McMurray's chilly but not that snowy landscape, hunting for that perfect thing, what do you feel is a decent dollar amount? On the flip side, what do you think is ridiculously high? Genuine question. Let me know what you think. We do start off with uh, news that the Pogues... Shane McGowan, who passed away recently, uh, is going to be uh, remembered today at a funeral. Uh, the procession taking place in Ireland today. Uh, he was in hospital and apparently died from pneumonia at the age of 65, November 30th, and had been in ill health leading up to it. Uh, his partner, his widow, saying that they shared a precious 35 years together. And as we said before, that's going to absolutely make so many fans of the band, as well as just their song, Fairy Tale of New York, uh, very, very sad to listen to it this year. Uh, it is uh, going to hit different. The Darkness were in Dublin just yesterday, and they shared in the remembrance of Shane McGowan by uh, joining in the audience sing-along. It turned into a complete audience sing-along of Fairy Tale of New York. Here's what that was sounding like. <laughs> Gives me chills even just listening to that much of it. Holy cow. Um, and in some uh, other music news, Def Leppard and Journey have announced a big stadium tour with a bunch of supporting acts across the United States next year. Uh, it is, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees uh, jumped onto social media saying the summer stadium tour is coming starting on July 6th. And looking specifically at all the dates, I don't see any that are in Canada other than just a Toronto date. One single one, which is why I'm glad they're still calling it a U.S. tour. Thank you guys for understanding. I hope you had some Canadian dates. We got our real tree from the lot yesterday. So exciting. Been watching the calendar, trying to make sure. Oh, we got to make sure we, we got a free hour to like go and snoop around, check it out. If there's a lineup, who knows? Uh -huh. Exciting, though. We love it. But uh, here are the troubles with a real tree. If we're being real, after all, height and width are not necessarily correlated. <laughs> so we, for the last two years, have gotten trees that you know we you see what's available at the lot, you make your best pick, and we decided to go you know like try not to get too big. We got a small apartment; it's always too big, always. So we went this year to go with a shorter tree. We went like a, at least a foot shorter. I think maybe even more. It is just as wide. <laughs> Maybe even wider than the last one. It's insane. Another trouble, the smell immediately after letting it thaw was like an air freshener crawled into my mouth, and I spent the next two hours stressing over whether it was slowly tipping while warming up. <laughs> Staring at it to see a micro-movement, and I am currently still dotted with sticky bits of tree resin, by the way. But, you know, I do love it. A sap in here. Mm. It looks great. A little full. A lot of sap. By the way, the secret for getting rid of tree sap, as uh, taught to me by a friend's mom growing up here in the middle of the boreal forest, kind of important information, is butter. Take a little bit, not even enough for a piece of toast, rub it onto the sappy bits, and then just wash with soap and water. You're welcome.
Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.